Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 274, episode 5 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, February 10th, 2023, a mere two days from the big game, which I feel like calling it the big game has like gone from ironic to now. People are just doing it, which is somewhat <laughs> upsetting. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I've got blinding thighs. I read the news to the daily zeit. I've got blinding thighs. There's dew and magic between my plump thighs. That is courtesy of CWGBO. I don't know if that's supposed to, like make a sound or if those are just initials for something i don't know but i appreciate you on the discord plump thighs plump yeah i've got like some i I talked about having strong thighs once and then it it became a thing and i kind of leaned into it but they're also very white like they're pale they've never oh yeah they've never been graced by the sun i grew up at a time when like shorts reached below the knee and but now it's skies out, thighs out, Jack. That's yeah. right. You're, you're, just, you're like an impressionist painting. You're just exactly. sort of like an old, uh, what, a Botticelli type. I'm, <laughs> I'm like a Rothko, where the there's just a line of bright, blinding color yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the middle of like an otherwise pretty pale. I want to throw soup on you already. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest, co-host, a talented stand-up comedian, journalist, activist, you know, from places like Al Jazeera, MSNBC, The Young Turks, from the podcast, The Bituation Room. It's Francesca Fiorentini! A.K.A. Fran Favorite, A.K.A. Fantastic Friday, A.K.A. Milk, Milk, Lemonade, Around the Corner, More Milk is Made, <laughs> A.K.A. Part-Time Mother. That's actually the one that's a song. Anyway, um, so good to be here. So good to have you. You're part-timing it. Good, good for you. <laughs> I mean, that's really the dream. I mean, sadly, I think the dream is to be a divorced parent because then you only, you truly only yeah. have half the Weekends. responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
that's the amount of child I think everyone should have. Yeah. And you're com- are you comfortable with me letting people know that we what why we delayed for like 30 seconds? Of course. Yeah, you're, you're pumping. I just said milk, milk, lemonade around the corner. Yeah, more milk is more made. More milk is made and you were making more milk. I don't know. I just don't want, you know, our listeners are perverts. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do Not just the listeners. Hey. <laughs> our guests. <Yeah>, welcome. <laughs> Thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of our favorite guests, a true pervert, an actor, <laughs> comedian. You know him from his podcast, High and Mighty. The Action Boys, which is one of my favorite podcasts, doing it. Uh, you've seen him in movies like Game Over Man, Bombshell, and on shows like 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which everyone should go find right now and watch. It's John Gabriel! Yo, it's me, John Gabris, a.k.a. Uncle Meat Man. Uh, that name <laughs> brought to you by my Xbox no. handle. <laughs> oh, no. God. <laughs> Uncle Meat Man? The Uncle, Uncle Meat, Meat Man. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. I think I wanted to go with Meat Man, and they said it was taken, so I was like, oh, let me throw Uncle in front Unc. of it. That and was like it's... the runner-up name to like the Babadook film. It was like, it's either <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Meat Man or Just... Babadook. Which one's scarier? <laughs> but at the same time, like a thing you run into when you're online gaming is like annoying kids who like think they're better than you, and this is a name that should get them all to just run the other way yeah, yeah. Them a little bit. strategically and keeping smart. with the pattern even better than a part-time mother by the way is mm-hmm. a full-time uncle you get like <laughs> let me okay. just say even less responsibility yeah exactly <laughs> right i i am the uncle meat man to a, a number of young children in the new york uh new jersey region and i i miss i miss them dearly but Uh-oh. I got to go around the corner and pump. <laughs> the uncle has to pump as well. Not a lot of people know this. <laughs> we we don't want to imagine what that is, what that even means. But yeah. No, I appreciate the delay for the pumping. It's crazy. The pumping game has changed. I was at a restaurant away from my kid for like 48 hours and asked. That's a long to, to... reservation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was like uh, the menu on Netflix it was many, many courses yeah. and I didn't finish it because I got bored. Um, but but no. And, and it, I was led into like I finally was able to pump in the office of the restaurant and like four women were who worked there were so like like gracious and oh of course it doesn't matter and I was like oh, I also like dripped a little bit on your paperwork <laughs> I didn't you know like and they were they were super cool about it and I feel like in you know back in the eighties like when my mom was having when I was born like there was no pumping you didn't pump actually it was like why don't you try Nestle uh, right Nestle yeah. making I was pure <laughs> I was pure formula that's mm-hmm. what I found out and I had allergies and all and asthma growing up so. My mom smoked while she was pregnant with me. I'm 41. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I guess it stunted my growth to make me only six foot three, 300 pounds. So yeah. God, <laughs> God knows what I, what kind of freak. I wouldn't be on podcasts. I'd be at like a, at Coney Island. You'd shoot paintballs at me for money or something. <laughs> <laughs> she did that for your own good then yes thank you mom for thank you for smoking yeah. a little a little lesser known uh movie like this guy's well, out of control whatever's going on in here is uh this guy's out of control we need to we need to slow things down so she smoked a, smoked a couple of virginia slims i don't know yeah I, my goal is to breastfeed until the child doesn't have 
the eczema of her father. If you guys know Matt Lieb, Matt Lieb, you might know something about him. He's he is a covered in eczema. Just a just a eczematic. He's eczematic. His life is hell. It's it's itch. It's pain. And so uh, his mom thinks that he didn't breastfeed. I mean, everyone it's always blame the mom, right? It's always like, well, you didn't breastfeed. You know, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. But so that's my goal is to sort of like keep breastfeeding her. And if, if she got eczema and her life is pain, just yeah. blame your dad. Don't blame me. Yeah, I blame Nestle, by the way. I don't I blame, blame my mom. I blame, yeah, what, whatever was happening in the media at that time where they were like, breast milk, what? It's the 70s, babe. It's it the future. It comes from your body. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Gabrus, first, we're going to tell our listeners some of the news that we're talking about, a.k.a. stories I'm pretending to care and think about while the NBA trade deadline is actually completely occupying my brain and my phone. <laughs> Insane trade, de- trade deadline. Dude, it's but, fucking wild, man. Between that and the big game, dude. The big games <laughs> have so much stuff to be w- dealing with this weekend. It, Fuck, it's man. hard, yes. <laughs> uh, give us a moment. Give us space to, to hold this moment. Yes. But we're going to talk about the... COVID vaccine is becoming a product like everything else because Biden has ended the COVID state of emergency. So now it's just going to be a product and we're starting to get celebrity COVID vaccine commercials. So we'll review some of the early ones of that. And then we're going to get into the big game, folks. I know you've all been waiting for us to talk about it. That's all I know. Is that That Monday or is that? Okay, sorry. Yeah, that might be That's my only contribution to this. Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cyber Monday. You just watch the game on your like uh, phone the next day. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure there's they're going to have all 365 days like locked down with some sort of shopping holiday by the time like we're this episode airs. <laughs> yeah, by the time this comes out tomorrow. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the fact that there are no crypto ads at this year's Super Bowl. Woo! Big, big change from last year. That uh, avocados from Mexico was trying to do something with Chat GPT, but so yeah, all of that, plenty more. But first, Gabrus, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Ooh, interesting. Okay, here is something that is revealed. My most recent, and I'm I'm just going pure earnest here. My most recent search is minimalist shoes for heavy person. (laughs) Whoa. So I'm a big fan of flat bottom shoes. When I switched from like actual cushy sneakers to more like uh, minimalist, uh, no drop shoes while going to the gym, back pain that I had went away. So I kind of got hooked on like these minimalist shoes, but they're not ideal for like stomping around if you are 60 plus pounds overweight. So I was trying to see if there's anything that exists like in an ideal. So I've gotten a few set. I've gotten a few orders and these Ooh. are going back. These Vivo barefoots are a little too big. I've been trying. So I'm at that, you know, 41 year old, <laughs> uh, no child, no, uh, no uh, responsibility. Like, let me find the perfect shoe for myself. And I've just been mo- more or less become like a drop shipping unit here where I just try something <laughs> on and then have to bring it to UPS. I'm losing money on like just mail right. stuff. Just on buying but it's boxes. worth it. I mean, these are the things. First of all, never heard of minimalist shoes. And I yeah. love that idea because it's true there's a lot of heel on shoes there's a lot of bullshit a lot of cushion which kind of puts you in like a weird spot 
And if you are like a big heel on the shoe, like, and you're walking or running and you're landing heel first because you're so protected by the heel, that's not ideal mm. uh, mechanics. Allegedly, this is what I, my minor research, has done. My, I listened to one episode of Joe Rogan and I think I've sorted it all out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, so do... Like are Chuck Taylor's minimalist shoes? Because yes. those hurt the they, shit out of my feet. They, <laughs> they're so flat. They're so yeah. fucking flat. They are so flat. You could do better than that, like something that fits your foot a little better. But Chuck Taylor's, I first like learned my love of flat bottom shoes with Chuck Taylor's and powerlifting, a sport I used to compete in. You kind of want flat bottom or a slight lift in the heel. You don't want like a lot of cushion when you have load. Uh, when you have loads on your back god how many times have i said that in my life you don't want a lot of cushion if you're getting you a load on get your the, back get those pillows out of there you don't want cushions around when you have a bunch get, of loads when you're your taking back. a load yeah uh, but it so i got into chuck taylor's that way now my my go-tos are these like new balance minimus they're made with like vibram Ooh. bottoms see like there's like not a lot to the shoe minimus. there Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are like the Oreo thins of shoes. <laughs> like you just squished down your shoe and it was like, I, I've never. I just ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just took it down in one bite. It was pretty, pretty incredible. I, I, I just know that all those shoes that are like Allbirds or like Rothy's, they're so expensive. They're like three. I mean, those are ones that are, I don't know, they're made out of like knit. You know, I don't know what the fuck they're made out of. Like some alpaca shit. Just knitted alpaca. Here's some knitted shoes. Knitted shoes. Um, But my question is, when do we all just realize that, like, orthopedic shoes that senior citizens wear are actually comfortable as shit and we should just wear them? Like, the ones with, like, the... And, like, normcore, it becomes kind of in style. It becomes, like, part of everything. You know, the ones with, like, the really big seam around and they're always, like, gray or, you know... right. We should uh, be wearing man. what whatever is most comfortable for you, for people to be able to walk in and not hurt themselves and have like not. We should excuse. I, I know so many fashion heads. We should just excuse. You should be allowed to wear whatever you want from the ankles down, no matter what the rest of your body. Like, Agreed. I hate that I have uh, to put on. Like, Let's go with waist down. Please. Post pandemic. It's way. I mean, post don't Perry drag pandemic. me. <laughs> but, you it's know, not over. It's not over. <laughs> Just because the whole world acts like it is, it's not over, and you can't say it is. <laughs> Look, the meanwhile, said, an- another comment you're getting is uh, shut, shut up about the pandemic. It's been over for three years. Like, right. yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just like we're, the world is split in half. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gen Z has sort of kind of moved moved in the direction of the orthopedic sneaker, the like really chunky ass sneaker. Hoka is like they're wearing like nurse shoes. Like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the nurse shoes, and they're also bell bottoms are coming back. It was like a rainy day, and I watched this like Gen Zer just trudge around yeah. with soaked bottom of their pants. Have I oh, talked about soaked this? jean bottom? Soaked, do you guys remember? Like, I don't know when you went to high school, but just remember when it would rain and your jeans would be soaked, and that was just your day. Like my you would pants, just be wet all the time. My pants were so big that like, but like the bottom third of them could disintegrate and <laughs> it, it would still be fine. But yeah, they, it was it was a mess. Back I there. went. Yeah, I went to high school in the mid to late 90s and yeah. I had my fucking baggy jeans and one more layer to it. I had 
one pair of jeans. Like my right. parents weren't <laughs> going to buy me a second yeah. pair. So right. the bottom got wet and muddy on Monday. It was brown on Tuesday through Friday yep. at school. Like sh- sucks. I only have one pair of Jenkos. I'm wearing them every day. Yeah, it's just like yep. snow. Your jeans are like progressively getting dirtier and dirtier. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you live on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the salt on the streets right, right, that right. gets you on your pants. You see little ring mark? Your pants ring start. Uh-huh. Yeah. We all if grew you wear up on the snow East Coast, boots, right? yeah. If I if I if you wore snow boots, you would get absolutely roasted. So the best you could do is <laughs> yeah. Tim's, and of course, I'm I'm poor. I grew up poor. I'm, I guess I'm still pretty poor, but better than I was as a kid. I make more money than my parents doing way less work, which I guess is honorable. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I would wear like my knockoff non-waterproof Tim's from Payless Shoe Source, <laughs> like, right, right, and yeah. it would be like immediately socks wet in school, and I'm like, everyone's like, why are your shoes so? I'm like, no, they're fine, man. They're perfect for the yeah. snow. <laughs> I think the real next level Gen Z thing to adopt from the elderly is those like the body airbags where have you seen those where like you fall over and like an airbag explodes around your body? Yes. <laughs> like no. the big wave surfers at Nazare where they made these like special wetsuits that can like detect like a slam in the about motion. To be crushed. Yeah. And it yeah. inflates in a few different spots to protect you and oh. keep you afloat. I love I want to just be able to take a nap on commit like whenever i want just a spontaneous nap just go to sleep while walking down the street oh that'd be awesome it's all exclusively for narcolepse (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait till they make like an inhaler that puts you asleep for like you pick the amount of hours you know what i mean you're just like you get like the my asthma (laughs) michael jackson brand (laughs) inhaler whatever (laughs) right (laughs) take a rip of fucking whatever it is and just three hours thank you and I like was just, thinking about that, that because they do have like insulin pumps and all these various, you know, medical equipment that you can have installed that put various medications into your bloodstream. Like it's we have to be, you know, again, by the time this episode publishes, like rich people are going to get those and they'll just be like all purpose, like whatever your blood, whatever you want in your blood chemistry. Like you could just they'll be like. Botox installations you can have that like right. reinflate your cheeks at night while you sleep. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, yeah. I want to get a THC port, save money, yeah. and just yeah. like, be, just be able to put a vape cart in my right in my fucking heart. <laughs> just right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just put one THC pellet in and be half stoned all day long, so I can process the fucking. There aren't enough ports. There aren't enough things that are delivered via port, yeah. just recreationally. Absolutely. When my mom is a cancer survivor and when we were younger, you know, you get a port installed to make the chemo easier. That's so, right. Like, yeah. You know, and to me, as a, I was like, I wasn't a kid. I was like 19 or so when my mom was going through it. And I could not wrap my head around the idea of like, you're getting like a device added to you. Temporary. Like, it right. Was crazier than any other thing I could imagine. It's like, honestly, the easiest way to do this is to build a hole in your body that we can have access to. And yeah. know, I was just like, I could, to this day, I find that so intriguing. Yeah. We're like, going to turn you into one of the batteries from the Matrix. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah that's how goop. we're going to put the medicine yeah. in. Yeah. That's truly wild. Oh. Sorry, you know Kung Fu now. My bad. <laughs> Whoops. You still have uh, stage four breast cancer, but you do know Wing Chun. So hopefully you'll be okay. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some overrated, underrated. Uh-huh. 
Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. And Gabrus, what's something you think is overrated? Uh, right now, I'm angry and uh, uh, furious with the o- the food delivery apps. I know this is some like first world problem shit, but it's disgusting, man. It's like all the those like intermediates, just like the store gets fucked over, the customer gets fucked over, and like shareholders across like uh, the the world make money. And the drivers don't make money, the customer overpays, and the restaurant doesn't see as much profit. It's like, it's a fucking nightmare, but it just harnesses our lazy energy. And I consider myself like, you know, a labor guy, but it's it's so hard not to just click, 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 and then like, my food is here. But I feel like service has gotten worse and more expensive in almost every facet of society. But I feel like, this these digital realms i'm I, you i see it even more i feel like food delivery uh r- ride share and all that shit has just gotten more expensive and worse like they got the trojan horse of getting us hooked on it it's like yeah. the price of meth just went up you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, they, they hide the labor and human interaction behind the app and right call, and it's called friction they're like that's that's friction and people inherently want to avoid that and so we're going to hide it from them and like keep it and that'll enable us to like treat our employees more like shit like because nobody has to like see that but yeah it is really 
it, it feels like this extractive, like capitalism has become this extractive force where it's just like a couple big companies like on the coasts are just like going around and just you know, sucking up all the value out of all of these communities. And, yeah. And it's yeah. and it's sort of an agreement because I, I feel like if you are a restaurant and you want to go back to like or you want to hire, you are able to hire a delivery person or a couple or whatever that whether it's Yelp or it's Google, they're hiding your phone number. So it's not easy to find the phone number of restaurants if you actually want to directly call them. It's you're going to be given, okay, it's, is it Uber Eats? Is it DoorDash? Is it, you can order it via Google. And so that's like an, an entire consensus, for lack of a better term, because I'm sure it's worked out with whatever, you know, Google ads or revenue stream. So they're all sort of Working in cahoots against both, again, the restaurant, the delivery person and you. And then you feel like the asshole because it's like, well, do you want to add a tip on top? And you're like, yeah, but there's already like $15 of fees. And I but I don't want to be an asshole. And I know this person's doing me a massive favor. And the second thing I'm going to say is like, I want ranking. Like, I want to know there needs to be more transparency. What's the worst one to work for? What's the best one to work for? Is Instant Cart the same as as you know DoorDash or is it a little bit better yeah like as a consumer I feel like I want to know that I want to know from the driver's perspective is that what you're saying Francesca because that's what I want I want the driver to be like Grubhub gives us the most uh tip I'm like then I'll only use Grub like right tell me what it is but we need some fun and this is like what we unfortunately need in like 11 different facets of society but we need some sort of (laughs) you know, uh, magnanimous person to build a uh, app that is for delivery. And it's like, it's ad supported or something like you have to watch right. and you have to commit to be like, I'll watch a one minute ad to order food from this where they don't take fees from the restaurant or fees from the driver. Or, yeah. or so I, if someone came out and was like, look, the least we could run this business on is 1% from the restaurant and 1% from the driver. Yeah. Right. I'd be like, tell me that. Cause someone come along and I think, there is an entire lane being avoided of like slightly less evil versions of evil companies. Like I think you could like, I think you could get a whole bunch of good hearted people with extra money in their pockets to go like, well, it's just slightly easier if I use this car. Ser- that's slightly better for the driver. If I use this car service, I'm in like, I'll just yeah. use that in, in perpetuity. I think there needs to be a few. We need to like start some shit like that, where it's like something that, you know, and maybe I'm just saying this because I want guilt-free laziness, yeah. <laughs> which is like embarrassing. But I do, and I'll pay more for it, especially if that more goes to a person and not a Grubhub shareholder or whatever. Yeah, but we absolutely need Craig from Craigslist to like build a a website where you yes. can like get the rankings of like just like here's what people who actually work for this say. And there are no sponsors of this website. So you just, you know, we'll take a small percentage from your order or something. Something, I don't don't know why I'm now like trying to make the business model work. Well, (laughs) I would say even on a smaller scale, if I were to open a pizzeria in LA or any major city, I would have advertising that's like, we're not on apps, call us. Delivery is this much plus tip. Like no hidden service fees, no corporation get money, just... Me, Vincenzo, 
and whoever my driver is, you know, like I, I, and also having a regular driver for the restaurant really helps when there's like a small issue, but when there's like an issue and someone's like, sorry, man, I'm already, I already got five different meals in my backseat getting cold that I got to drop off elsewhere. It's like, it's frustrating. Well, that's the last thing. I mean, this is the first world problem, but man, ordering fast food. And I like, I'm a fucking bougie motherfucker. Like I do not, I don't eat like Jack in the Box or McDonald's. I, my fast food is like a chicken sandwich from a, whatever, some like non-chain place, whatever. What I'm saying is sandwiches, like that kind of fast food or burgers always end up cold. You order fries on delivery, they are going to be cold. And it sucks. It's so, you know, yeah. you, how do you reheat fast food? Guess the answer is you can't. You can't reheat fast food. You try, I try in the toaster oven. Sandwiches it doesn't work. are really, yeah, sandwiches are a problem. Fries, I feel like the air fryer has solved a big problem. Like having oh, I don't a, have a fucking an, air fryer. Oh, we need to get you an air fryer. <laughs> well, then you're not <laughs> as bougie as you say you are, then. <laughs> I guess I'm not. <laughs> air fryer, the fries in the air fryer, but you can't just stick a sandwich in there, you know, with like lettuce and tomato. Well, no, that exactly. sandwich has too many temperatures at play. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, what is something you think is underrated, Gabrus? What's underrated is just smoking flour, <laughs> just smoking grass, smoking actual weed, no infusions, no diamonds, no TH. And I, I'm a fan of all that shit, but there's right. something pure about just having a Montepulciano versus like a, a 12 different ingredient cocktail. Like <laughs> the idea of like someone put the energy into growing this flour and to making it top shelf. And then you grind it, concentrate it, slip it, flap it, fuck it, jam it into some, you know, a <laughs> banana flavored fucking uh, paper or whatever. All that jazz that happens. All fun and games. But I think I've, I think one part I'm saying this is because I've fucking blown my tolerance out, my asshole. I can, like, <laughs> can't afford to be a stoner anymore. Right. And there's something like, I got into weed because it was like, it's natural, man. And now I'm smoking like, yeah. This is the distillation combined, you know, and it's like I, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. a little outside of natural now. I, right. I, I get, I'm getting a little more sciencey. It's not this is not the weed that whenever you talk about like Willie Nelson smokes weed and is still like, you know, lived forever. It's like he's not smoking <laughs> like 12 different infusions yeah. on top. And like, I, and so I, in my head, it's I've been trying to do that with food, too, you know, going back to more like whole foods, like. The, the thing you're eating, it, the ingredient is the name of it. Like, oh, I'm having chicken. What's in it? It's chicken. Like, yeah. Mainly, yeah, chicken. Going no, back to that vibe. Yeah, with the, grass but, for myself. I, I haven't, look, I haven't gotten high in maybe two years. However, I will say. Not while you're pumping. Why, what's your you problem? No, <laughs> no it, oh God, I, it's, well, also, yeah, my partner's sober. My partner, we're going to talk about that later, is sober. And so I just don't want to be the only one high, you know. Uh, in yeah. the house, uh, unless, yeah. you know, when the baby can get high, then we, you know, we'll hang. But I love flowers. There's no high, like just good flowers. That's it. I am so convinced of this fact. Well, the fucking shatter and what's the other one? The dabs and all the things that get you too high. I'm someone who doesn't have a high tolerance, but two or three hits of really good flour. And I'm not talking about vaping and I'm not talking about, I mean, yeah, I'll smoke not a split. Like I don't want it with tobacco, but just straight flour. It's so beautiful. It's just yeah. perfect. It's the perfect fucking high. 
Yeah. When I, I, I am sober and but when I was smoking weed, I, I don't think any of those things existed and the flower would get me way too hot. Like I would <laughs> really? be like, Oh my God, everyone hates me. Uh, <laughs> well, so, that wasn't the flower. That was your personality. Yeah. Uh, that's just my personality. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't blame the weed for that, Jack. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't just in my head. Everyone was like, man, that guy sucks. <laughs> Sometimes you are right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Willie Nelson was smoking some shit that was like grown on a farm in Kentucky that yeah. was defended by those sharp sticks with poop on them. You yes. Know? Oh, yeah. Like that. Just like the real old a punchy shit. A moat of goats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like you like when you, I went to like New Zealand for uh, a few weeks uh, once with my wife and like nothing is labeled organic there. And uh, like a Kiwi was like, told us, it's like, oh, nothing's organic. Everything's organic. So we don't have to write it. And it's right. just like, oh, it's a get like, that's a possible world where it's like, oh, the default is the, the safest way that everything is grown and processed and shit. Right. The kiwi. Wait, was it a, f a fruit kiwi or a person kiwi? It was a uh, fruit kiwi that was talking to me, but they were from New Zealand. So technically it was a kiwi kiwi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a delicacy there to like get something that's like grown in it, like the American version. Like they're uber wealthy or like <laughs> right, yeah. have a section of the. They're like these are from farm cows. They're depressed <laughs> and uh, the meat is bad. And it's exactly. like ooh, just like the American. It's like eating <laughs> like foie gras. It's like the animal yeah. was treated so poorly, the food tastes better. <laughs> it's like oh, yum. <laughs> All right, let's talk about celebrity COVID vaccine commercials. Finally. Yes, been I've been waiting for them. I mean, there there were definitely the PSAs with celebrities, you know, warning people about COVID. All, all fine, but yeah, we're we're entering a new era where you know Biden has ended the COVID state of emergency. Soon, the government won't provide vaccines for free to the public, so the drug companies will almost certainly be jacking up the price. You know, putting them on the the free market. Uh, Moderna will reportedly raise the price of their vaccine to as much as $130 a dose, up from $26.76 the government was paying. And yeah, which is a fucking huge bummer. That's just huge bummer. Yeah, awful. I don't like my initial instinct is like, well, then now no one's going to be vaccinated. On the other hand, I think I, I forget where I heard this observation. It might have just been like a stand up thing or something, but. The the idea that like people were so skeptical about the vaccine because it was being given away for free. Like and that wasn't a stand up. That was like a, you know, right wingers on TikTok were being like, So if this is free, then how come healthcare is not free? And you're like, ooh, 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 you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. You're there. You're there. Circling. Circling. Yeah. But no, for sure, it was sus in this country. How sad is our fucking country that it was sus that something during a national health crisis was actually freely available. Right. Yeah. Is like if if there's lines for it and it's being given away for free, that's like that is serving like food pantry. Whereas if it's if right. there are lines for it and you're overcharging me, that like gives me hot new brunch spot. That's yeah, I want 
I want the supreme vaccination. Like I want the needle that has the little red sticker on it. I'll wait in line in Fairfax for it. (laughs) Yeah, you want this to be like boarding an airplane. You know, there needs to be like different tiers. I'm not going to do anything or get anything unless I feel better than someone else for getting it. No, no one's going to get it, Jack. I think your instinct is correct. I think no one's going to pay. Certainly not one hundred and thirty dollars. But once again, this is cost prohibitive, just like so many things in our medical system are. I mean, it's very tough because this is the week where, you know, Joe Biden on a national stage, you know, rightfully says we're capping the cost of insulin and it's been long overdue and we're going to cap it at what was it, 35, which I still think is really expensive. But like, you know, on a, you know, everyone heard him say that. And then with the other hand, they're taking away a free COVID-19 vaccine that, my God, we fucking paid for. Like, this right. is, these are our taxpayer do- dollars that went to the innovation and the engineering around the COVID vaccine. Yeah, like Dolly Parton fucking donated money to get it popping off. Right. And, uh, and now they're going to get to raise the prices. That's so right. fucking whack. That's like, that's the business is broke. It's like, all right, guys, everyone pool in the money. I'm going to buy us some pizza. All right, great. I got pizza. Hey, we have about 10 pizzas left. I'm selling them for $8 a slice. (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. I was I threw down the original money for the pizza. I just don't need any more pizza because I've already had my two slices and two booster slices. And it's like, uh, well, uh, well, if anyone else wants a slice, they got to pay $8. I'm like, but if anyone's coming this late, we should be happy that they, we have the pizza that they want in this moment. But it's ignored that these massive corporations are subsidized by taxpayer dollars and given tax breaks. And, you know, so like that just that doesn't get reported in the same way that there's like never going to be a website that tells you which of these food delivery services like mistreats their employees the most. You know, And let's be real, like one hundred thirty dollars. Like now that if it's a market price, the fair market price. You guys think that the COVID-19 vaccine is worth $130? No, definitely not. How many breakthrough cases have there been? Like without being an anti-vaxxer, we can safely say these vaccines are good. They're not going to 100 percent protect you. So you're going to need to lower that that price. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It, it, well, also, we're talking about it from the standpoint of Pfizer ads, right? Yeah. Do well, you yeah. Know- and they're going to be a Super Bowl ad. So how much does that cost? A Super oh. Bowl ad for all the talent, the directors, that the, yeah. the media buy, all the production costs, that is insanely expensive. Not to mention every single uh, pharmaceutical agency has its own in-house advertising and marketing, which is a whole nother slew of money sure. to advertise medicine to us. Things that are, a, imagine a, a company that had water, had a $10 million a year water advertising budget to try to sell water. I mean, this is true, but we need medicine to live. Mm-hmm. And they and this is the shit where I get like really stressed about stuff is because like police departments have PR departments. Oh, yeah. And it's like that are LAPD has like 40 employees that aren't cops that work in marketing and and PR. At least. That's an egregious misuse of our money. (laughs) Did you see their viral video on May the 4th when they like a like 
got R2D2 in a video where he like blessed the like one of the LAPD like sky hunter killer drones like oh came by God. and like shocked uh, it with like a little thing. Didn't make any sense, but they like, you know, spent a bunch of money to be like, hey kids, check this shit out. Now I do wanna like we we haven't described the ad yet. We're saying okay. that people aren't gonna get the vaccine, but you should Ads know work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that this ad is pretty cool and has a very straightforward, coherent message. So it stars Martha Stewart. For some reason, she's wielding a giant katana sword. And she's talking about the unwanted guest that is COVID-19. Then she's slicing a pineapple with the katana sword, shows a Band-Aid on her arm, at which point the slogan, Got Booster, in the Got Milk font, shows up. Oh. <laughs> on the Like, it's truly just, like, brain, just random brains firing off in a vat of just like yeah no no coherent this idea is, yeah, chat than, gpt of yeah. like pharma ads and and look i know a lot of comics we wouldn't necessarily want to work for a pharma company but we also need money we could write you a better fucking ad than this just right. hire us right i don't know this is pretty good you you have to be on some next level like the, this is the product of dabs and shatter I, think. I, I, yes. And what I, if but Martha look, Stewart, pineapple, although isn't like pineapple, it, it's like, well, I was talking about yesterday how like 9 11 is like catnip for liars. Like uh, liars just uh, all naturally gravitate towards 9 11. I feel like pineapples <laughs> are like catnip for like hack comedy writers. Like, isn't that like a thing? Pineapple? <laughs> yeah. Don't, isn't that like the number one suggestion? Like improv suggestion. At improv, yeah. people are like pineapple. <laughs> it's like, it's also this uh, sign you're in the swinger community. If you put a oh, pineapple on your door, door on a cruise or whatever, that means like, give a knock and let's fuck oh you gotta pack a whole ass pineapple for the cruise that seems oh, like I a think lot it's, of work i think I, I mean more like a pineapple magnet or sticker or something oh, yeah, right, i don't right. i don't think you hang a full pineapple off <laughs> <laughs> getting stopped at customs oh sorry uh you're allowed to have this if you're willing to let someone fuck your wife on this cruise it's like, <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> you get one more carry-on for that uh yeah. first of all I, I i like that martha stewart is in this that's the only part I like about it. Mm -hmm. But that's because I think she might be a prison abolitionist after serving time in prison. <laughs> yeah. Now, why weren't there co celebrity COVID ads when we were just trying to get people to take it for free? Oh, because now they're going to push it and try to make money. We needed these fucking ads like three yep. years ago. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. needed celebrities pushing this shit a while ago, but none of them would because they were afraid to turn off 49% of the fucking buying audience. <laughs> right. We didn't have the budget for it. Right. It, I feel like there were some PSAs, but yeah, I don't think they had big celebrities at the at the forefront. No, and, and the celebrities are a little weird. I mean, there's Michael Phelps, which I'm like, you probably don't want a dude who, like, is maybe like a frog person, like, selling your vaccine right. to, you know, like, he, ha he has, like, little flippers on his feet. Yeah. And, like, the anti-vaxxers already think that this turns you into, like, you know, a yeah. frog. You know what I'm saying? Like a reptile. Mut mutant, mutant superhuman. Yeah, Michael Phelps exactly. for Pfizer vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> Just exactly. lean into it. Be like, hell yeah, it does give you, it does 
cause mutations. I got a sample of the Pfizer vaccine right before the Olympics, and I won eight gold. <laughs> yeah, Maybe there you go. Happened to you too. <laughs> but see, that would actually be funny because that would be self-aware. Of course, they like <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna. Like, if you actually wanted to roll out an ad campaign, you don't use celebrities. Why? Because anti-vaxxers hate celebrities because they live in Hollywood and they're woke. And you know, no, you want some random red state MAGA voter who was like my dad died or, you know, I was on life support. Right. I was, I was in the ICU and now I will get a vaccination and I need to protect me and my family. Like, that's what you really want. You, this has to be, and this is an interesting sort of point, right? Like when you have nonprofits that are doing this kind of work and who are partnering with the government, you might get ads that are like, this is your brain on drugs, you know, or like, this is your, you know, like where the, the, the drunk driving ads, you know, where it's like some awful, like, you know, four year old kid dies in a terrible car accident and you have like the photos of their third birthday, you know, all that. Shit. But that stuff works. Right. Right. What doesn't yeah. work necessarily is some dumb celebrity hawking the boot, the vaccine. That's not actually going to work. So if, you know what I'm saying? You got to scare yeah. people. Right. Yeah, but, but use fear. Use the stick, not the carrot, asshole. Yeah, exactly. You know? It just feels crazy because this ad means that Pfizer shareholders and Pfizer execs are going to get rich. Three Hollywood, three rich people are going to get slightly richer. Yeah, uh, Questlove, Martha Stewart, Michael Phelps, or whoever else is in Pink. the ad. Pink. Yes. Uh, so these people are all going to get slightly richer. Is it going to get anyone to turn to the vax now that you got to pay for it? I fucking doubt it. I feel like if you wanted the vaccine, you got it. If right. you're like, if you're a parent and you and your kid becomes the age that they can get a vaccine, you're gonna get it for them. But I feel like some parents might not get a hundred and thirty dollar vaccine for their newly five year old child or whatever. Right. Like, and it, and do they have to pay? Like, going forward, if like a kid becomes vaccine age, do they have to pay full price? Right. That's fucking bananas. Yeah, That's what about cause... those of us who wanted to this? Like we we first of all, the program should have been you get $130 if you get vaccinated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. You get a hundred dollar yes. fucking target gift card. Like partner right? with someone and, and everyone, honestly, if they said you get a hundred dollars to get vaccinated, I guarantee like, you know, we would have an uptick of like eight percent of people who are like, I know Four. I fucking I know I was outside of a fucking uh drag queen story hour with a fucking you know paintball mask <laughs> on earlier and an ar-15 but yeah. i think i'm gonna go get my i'm gonna go get the shot now because i can make a hundo money yeah. fucking walks dude yep <laughs> again but again it's all these ideas that work in a direction that like I, I a lot of times talk about the american populace and like america as it functions as like a human body and like the idea of Sending money from corporations or from the government downward to people, which like happened once during mm -hmm. the pandemic, like that is something that the United States is allergic to. And when they did that once, the fucking media flipped out. And it's not that the people are like themselves not for it. It's just that the entire, you know, corporate media infrastructure and yeah. all of that just resists it at every turn to the point that it just like goes away. Yeah. Industry industry still pissed off about it because they basically blame those stipends. What were they called? Why am I blanking on them? Um, stimulus. 
the stimulus. Thank you. They blame the stimulus for the fact that labor has too much power right now. They're like, oh, they got all uppity because you gave them money so they could eat food. And what what happens when people eat food is they want to start getting paid $15 an hour. You know, like I'm saying, like the neoliberal economists are like, never do that again. That's what they're basically warning. Yeah, exactly. They're like, and I. Thanks a lot. Now we have inflation. It's like, that's not why we have inflation. (laughs) We have inflation because the corporations decided to raise money and like have record profits. Right. Like if Pfizer's end goal really was to get more people vaccinated with their ad, not to make more money. If their end goal was truly needles in arms, they could have taken the entire budget of this commercial and the media by divided that by how many people are unvaccinated and said, if you are unvaccinated and come in for a vaccine, we will give you $88. And like, you know, uh, maybe (laughs) something less racist, uh, $89. And when you, uh, you come, you get, you get your shot, you get your money. Pfizer ends up upping the percentage of people who are vaccinated in this country by a not small amount. And, and all this shit always pisses like and I'm sorry if I'm going to get on a comedy thing here but giving Dave Chappelle 80 million dollars to do Netflix specials you could give 160 comics half right. a million dollars as a matter of fact a quarter million dollars would be an amazing payment mm. for a comic so you could give 320 comics enough money to change their life and help them like focus on something uh, and you get 320 comedy specials. If right. 1% of them hit, if, you know, 3.2 yeah. hit, yeah. that's more than Dave Chappelle put out. <laughs> and you maybe you grab, a, by casting a wider net, you grab a whole bunch of fans. And who knows, maybe some of those 320 comics are trans or Asian or women or black or yeah. something. And we are, and that's an insane infusion into the world. You know what right. I mean? Like just giving, uh, giving two hundred. Honestly, a hundred grand. Now you take it sixty million, eighty million divided <laughs> by a hundred grand. You've got like eight thousand people get or eight hundred people getting comedy. Specials. Don't get me started, dude. And and like this ties into the pandemic because, you know, in like countries like Germany, artists were paid freelancers were paid uh, during the pandemic because of lost work. You know, so they were compensated for that. And then more broadly. I did. I wrote about like, what if we had socialism? What if we had comedy under socialism and how amazing that would be and how much people could actually like live by their, you know, art. And like Germany pays like $25 per person for art in a year. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think it, but it's, but it's around there, maybe $50 a person per year. The United States per person on art, like publicly funded art, 25 cents. So it's, is this it's, on taxation or like what no, we no, no, spend like, personally? Like what we like, no, like funds and grants, like funds like I, and grants on artwork, on like oh, non corporate Hollywood, nothing, just like our infusion. Basically, what Republicans have tried to get rid of forever, right? Which is right. the national endowments for the arts. Is how much does the national endowment for the arts per person give, and every single year? And it's something. It's maybe twenty five cents, and then. I should know this, but then in like countries like Germany, it's like twenty five to fifty dollars a yeah. person. And people wonder why, right? I even wondered, like, why does Munich, like, why, why do all like the cool artists decide to like go live in Munich, right. or Germany, or like, why do they have like this cool scene? And oh, because they it's, invested they, in it and it's yeah. livable. <laughs> it's they livable. give a shit about it there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And it's funny because 
in this country, we don't give a shit about artists or blue collar people or like insert yeah. Yeah. A, insert a career that you think like all America really gives a shit about is already rich people. Like, yeah. and that's like, it, that's like so corny. That's such dick riding bullshit. Like, but I, yeah, <laughs> I do think the people aren't. It's not necessarily like the people so much as it's just the system that's been in place for so long that is like gotta gotta open big. Like everybody's gonna go see Avatar. Like that, you know. Like it's just right. The media is the central nervous system of this nation, and it just doesn't anything that isn't that like anything that would lead somebody to the conclusion that we should be investing in artists the way Germany is just doesn't take. It just no. doesn't break into the messaging system. And it just, for, for all intents and purposes, doesn't exist because it doesn't make anybody richer. Exactly. You know, that is currently rich. There's no cultural enrichment. Like, cultural yeah. enrichment in this country is is conflated with money, which is, and it's really fucked up because it makes, it's sort of the, the adage of like, well, if the Bachelorette weren't popular then no one would like no one it's popular because people watch it and it's like i actually fundamentally disagree with that shit i think it's popular because that's it's the slop we're being fed if we were being right. fed better slop if we were being fed meals we'd eat the meals you know what i'm saying like and but but it's definitely in this country we have like no no no. but but if but it but it made the most money it had the most eyeballs therefore it, it is the best and it's like no no no. let's break let's break that like Chappelle got 80 million dollars or whatever it was, just to do anti-trans monologuing. That's it. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to take a break, and we'll come back and talk about what we have instead of cultural enrichment. Maybe the best example of what we're talking about. <laughs> just so, something that everyone watches because everyone watches it. And that's the big game. We'll be right back. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. And yeah, in the context of the conversation we were just having, the Super Bowl, and in the context of like just everything, the state of professional football, where people die, get injured, you know, die on the field and are brought back to life. And then everyone's like, oh, we're good because they, when he woke up, he asked if his team won. And then like the other big draw of the Super Bowl is the ads. Like, it's so humbling. It's so, it's so it, dark. It feels like so we're cheering dark. for commercials. Yeah. We're like so excited to be sold stuff. It's like, it's, so, we're all like, yeah, Super Bowl is just a big clusterfuck tag sale. And we're like, and I have 40 people over my house to watch it every yeah. year. It's like, yeah. holy shit. It is so, such a dark crystallization. Uh, and it came from like a good place where it's like, peak competition we you know this is good for us and get some steam blow some steam off we don't have to fight each other in the streets because we could say fuck philly or whatever yeah. but now <laughs> now it's become so fucking crazy people are people are die, like literally dying not to mention like the fucking butterfly effect of what happens to players post playing in the nfl yeah. but like we are still going ahead with this like uh, oh yeah, we 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 take our shoes off to get on planes because, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I know that's someone something pe- people say all the time because one time a guy like had a shoe bomb on, now uh, one time not just one time people have died playing football and or yeah. paralyzed and we have not changed. We're like we go all right. We ask them if they're concussed now and we make them wait seven days before they sacrifice their body for uh, mm-hmm. for us again. And yeah. Any instance like this, because they activate like the the money right wing people who are like they're getting pay- football players make a fortune. They can fucking deal with whatever. And it's like football players make good money, but it pales a comparison to owners, people who sell the ads, like the people yes. who build the stadiums, the people like all that shit is where the real money is. Yes. If a player is making 10 million, if a, if a team is willing to make pay a player 10 million dollars, imagine how much money they get from that. Like when yeah. you hear the friends, all the friends cast all got paid a million dollars an episode. Well, I guarantee NBC was making way more than six yeah. million dollars an episode. Shocking amounts right. of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one will lose money. Like no executive will choose. You just can't. But yeah. the idea that it's like if if this quarterback's getting paid twenty million dollars, we need to make at least twenty one million dollars to say solid. P- ticket prices go up, advertising sales go through the roof. Everyone's got fucking Gillette on their helmet or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the shit is, we bury ourselves, like we put ourselves in the hole to begin with. Sorry, right. this is just coming from a guy who has like eleven Super Bowl boxes, and I'm fingers crossed something <laughs> happens for me and I can finally afford Cobra Health Insurance this year. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I appreciate it just because my analysis of football is effectively that. Just like I tried to watch, try to watch the Niners Eagles game because I'm from the Bay, 
And I turned it on for a second and was like, oh, wait, I fucking hate football because it's just ads. I can't deal with this. I would like to just see the plays. I don't want to see the ads. And also, it's insanely violent. I mean, I, football is it's not going to end. It's only going to get worse and worse and worse until you're like, oh, it turns out there was like, you know, like like some kind of, I don't know, fucking underground ring of uh trading cheerleaders or some shit like something disgusting but oh, right. keep going like because you know you've got so yeah, just much some yellow king shit like from <laughs> true detective <laughs> carcosa <laughs> yeah carcosa. Uh, we went to we went to jerry jones's ranch and uh things <laughs> yeah. things got it's awful yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know we juice on like baby toes or something like i don't know what what, what is it gonna be but it'll keep on going and going and going goodell will be there the whole fucking time He's still yeah. going to be yeah, there. Goodell, not, not going anywhere. But I do think you could, two, two, two suggestions of how to change football. One, bring back the two-touch. Not bring back. Start the two-touch two tag football. Two-hand touch? Yeah. Two-hand touch. They Thank did you. that at the Pro Bowl, actually. They did flag football, and the players were like, that was actually really fun. Really? And I didn't feel I, like I was, I I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did something with two-hand touch. I'm like, yeah, it, that that is absurdly difficult and requires a lot of athletic grace to be you able go. to like, get, the, get the flags off people. And then the other is just, you know, seize the means of production, democratize the entire thing, and have right. players have buy-in and not... Yeah, they, they own it. They will yeah. own the NFL. Yeah, yeah bring a fucking... Players should get revenue share. If right. We, yeah. if, and that will motivate them to play better than anything else. If players get revenue share and residents get revenue share of like tickets or it brings money into your city that like the MetLife Stadium is sold out or whatever, if it helps at all, that we, we, <laughs> we I'm sorry. money has to we stay in the, the community. Yeah, we yeah. don't have a, it can't just keep going to guys who don't even live anywhere. Millionaire right. billionaires who was like, Yeah, I sold the naming rights to this stadium and now your fandom has to stand in a stadium named for fucking health insurance company. Well and the fucked up thing off. is <laughs> the, the fucked up thing is that those are fun, taxpayer funded in a lot of cases. Like yes, those building projects we pay for and then they take that and and charge you hundred and twenty dollars yeah. to park fucking six miles away and yeah. The entire system is just meant, like, built to siphon money upwards. I pray that, like, in, like, 50 years, we're talking about football and cars the way we think about smoking and drinking and driving. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really hope that like 50 years from now, people are like, can you believe we were doing that? Like, yeah. like, oh, how many people were paralyzed? <laughs> if you were to take a bet in 50 years, what what goes first, football or cars? I'm, it's hard. I honestly believe they're like weirdly tied. They're like intrinsically oh, yeah. tied together. Yeah. They're like, they're, that's like heart and lungs of the American body. You know, right. like I, <laughs> I don't fully know. I can't imagine a world. I think football yeah. can go first because cars are too individualistic. And like yeah. anything that's like, can you stop doing this thing? There are a non-zero number of people who will do it more just because they were asked to not do it. Right. Like the amount of people I know personally who said, I'm not taking the vaccine. You know me. Try to tell me to do something. I ain't going to do that shit. The amount right. of people I, I have like six people I can count that didn't get vaccinated because someone said they should. <laughs> right. That's insane. <laughs> like yeah. I yeah. agree with disagreeing. I agree with disagreeing. I agree with disagreeing on fucking someone telling you what to do, but 
I don't think like you you should be like no I'm not going to wear a seatbelt because you want me to bitch. Yeah. This, this country like is about it's about tricking us into having solidarity with one another. It's like tricking us into thinking yes. we're doing the individualistic thing, right? But actually, we're just helping each other, right? Briefly on just a rundown of the, there there will be no crypto ads. All, all the crypto companies pulled out, which was like that was the big feature <laughs> of last year's Super Bowl yes. was that like it was all crypto and people were like, this is the new normal. This is get ready for the era of crypto. And then everybody got so drastically fucked over by that. Again, it was just it, w- it was what we were talking about, the upward siphoning of people's money, but just without any product around it to like disguise what was happening. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, give us all your money. Hey, that money's not here anymore. And yeah, so that didn't have a long shelf life. And those are those ads are all gone. Do you guys remember the QR code that was just bouncing around yeah. for like three minutes? $14 million they spent to Jeez. put that QR code up. <sighs> The there's the Larry David one for which yes. he he has been sued or is being sued. Matt Damon coming out telling us like he got roasted for the like yeah read the fucking room people like yeah like fortune and, favors the brave and the brave Christ. thing to do is give me all your money <laughs> and there's so much shit at play that angers me in this and so I'm just gonna rattle off some of some of the things Please. that drive me crazy first of all. We know we were just talking about how everything in America is like how much money you have, obviously. And that's because if you don't have money, you're more likely to die. Like money, unfortunately, equals staying alive in this country. So you're a person with a couple of G's and Matt Damon says, hey, give me a couple of G's and you should be able to take out 10 G's in a little while. And someone goes, that's amazing. I could stay alive longer if that works. Now. Matt Damon is taking this ad. He's getting a huge payday. He is a millionaire and he's getting a huge payday because he cannot even fathom being without money. No less. And to him, without money is X amount of millions of dollars. So he needs to take that ad or else he will have less money and be at higher risk of dying. People and then people harness that energy in the crypto company and people at the top are making money. Off of all these people who know they need the money to live, these people are going to live. They're getting the stem cell dips in fucking NorCal or whatever the (laughs) fuck they do. And all that shit is at play. And they just know money is the only way we can stay alive. This is, you know, this is just like, you know, we really need to redo Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but with crypto, you know, like the whole, it's just the whole thing. Because it is, um, because my mind just keeps coming back to like, it's men. It's men who are gullible as fuck when it comes to money. And speaking of like lemming mentality, like the only way you can convince a lot of dudes to do something everyone else is doing is if you trick them, you tell them they're going to get rich by it and trick them by saying like, you're on the inside. I know this is a Super Bowl ad that millions and millions and millions of people are watching right, <laughs> right. now, but only you, sir, Ian on the couch, only you know the real truth. You're going to invest right now. And it's just like, it's like, it's like what happens when I see Jennifer Aniston on a commercial. Like, I'll fucking do anything she wants right. to fucking sell me. Like, yeah. I will buy literally well, that's anything. Just smart. That's just smart. Well, <laughs> water. You, you just touched water. on another layer. Fuck Matt Damon and Jennifer Aniston for doing commercials. Yeah. Right. Commercials <laughs> used to be the place where a broke ass actor 
could get their health insurance or they could feed their family for a year. Now John Hamm's doing H&R Block commercials. Right. Paul Giamatti's got a fucking Einstein costume on trying to sell right. me Verizon. These guys, that those jobs, you it used to be corny to sell out. Yeah. And it used to be, don't yes. sell out. Do art. You're an artist, Paul yes. Giamatti. You're an artist, Cecily Strong. You're an artist, Fletch. Yeah. But, <laughs> but now, it's no longer about art. We equate uh, qualitative success, like uh, financial success, with qualitative. We art. Banksy is considered a great artist because his shit sells for a lot of money. Like it's like right. that doesn't mean he's good at art. Like people are like Avatar is a good movie because it made a lot of money. I'm like no, Avatar made a lot of money because it is a good movie. Right. Like like it's it's not. And so now we there's no judgment to someone who's like I'm in an ad. Shit, like Larry David. Right. The fucking king, fucking satirist. King of I'm not going to sell out. The king yeah. of I'm just myself on my show, and then he does that. That's yeah. what does he need money for? He has Seinfeld residuals. Could build a fucking school, a school in every city in America. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck but it's these so people. great. Like we have the last laugh, guys. Because like last last year, it was like shit. This is our reality. To Jack's point, like this is just going to be it. And then Sam Bankman Freed loses fourteen billion dollars, and and every- will ultimately be fine. Probably. Oh, oh, he'll be fine. But it implicates so many people, including yeah. all politicians on all sides. And the fact that we were all just sort of like walking down this primrose path together and no one was like adequately warning us. Like there's absolutely no kinds of again for the gullible dudes out there. There's no kinds of protections around something like yeah. crypto. And what Bankman Freed actually wanted to do was to make it all legit basically be a legitimate bank and then get all of the assistance that banks already do. So we want to replace banks with these things that are not banks because they have a different name, but are essentially banks. Yeah, we want to replace these banks with banks that I'm in charge of. So I make more money. Oh, (laughs) that's an interesting disruption. What a fucking tech disruptor. (laughs) I want I want to sell you pizza instead of these assholes. Hey, thanks, pal. Yeah, the. The Matt Damon commercial, I was just like, we might have been able to see the <laughs> everything you guys are talking about in this ad. It, I, I had forgotten the details, but Matt Damon strides through a CGI hall of adventurers past oh. one, a man who might be Christopher Columbus is probably Christopher Columbus. So great, great choice on <laughs> your hero there to a mountain climber, three, a Wright brother for a man attempting to kiss a woman at a bar. so like there's like some chad shit in there like you want to be a chad don't you bro five a group of multiracial gender balanced futuristic astronauts so (laughs) wait (laughs) wait that's all except for the last one it's again all fodder for gullible dudes yeah i I swear to god francesca you saying that made me think like if they just did an ad of like you want to get rich and get pussy give send a thousand dollars here and yeah. i think i think i think that company would make fucking 10 yes. million dollars immediately and way yeah. more honest you know you're gonna be a fucking explorer you're gonna discover a content shut up just like get rich get pussy you know what i mean that's yeah. way more honest <laughs> yeah absolutely well john francesca such a pleasure having you both where can people find you follow you john all that good stuff I'm at Gabrus on all social media and you can listen to my podcast High and Mighty or Action Boys, which is yeah, a Patreon yeah. podcast, but uh, we put in a lot of effort. We have over 300 episodes, so you can jump on for a month, listen to, and not even be able to finish the series if you played it around the clock for 30 straight days. So get yeah. uh, uh, get involved there. And also, 
as we mentioned, 101 Places to Party Before You Die. It's on HBO Max. Give it a watch. I'm a project I'm very proud of. Uh, oh, not just because dang. it was the most fun gig I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it actually also came out well, which is yeah, rare it's really in this good business. And very funny. You yeah. survived. Oh, people need to go check it out. I did. Yeah. I did survive. So far, <laughs> got to do 93 more if Zaslav gets off his fucking lazy-ass discover ass and fucking <laughs> picks us up. I think this this quote will do it for me. <laughs> yeah, I think this, this is going to solidify it. Come and on, Zaslav, make the move, baby. Sorry. Is there a tweet or some work of media you've been enjoying? Yes. Uh, my friend Brian Quinby, Murder X Brian, got me onto this Instagram called Mick Dojo Life. And it's kind <laughs> of just like, it's kind of like uh, just pulls from weird karate guy demonstrations and stuff like that. And I just got into it yesterday and I'm, I literally am like reading it like a book. Like I'm like, okay, I've got 12 posts deep yesterday. Today, later on, I'm going to smoke some flour and go through the remaining <laughs> posts. <laughs> Amazing. Francesca, where can people find you? What is a tweet or work of media you've been enjoying? Um, find me on all the platforms at Franny Fio, F-R-A-N-I-F-I-O. Listen to the Bituation Room podcast. It's live every Tuesday on YouTube and Twitch, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And Brent Terhune just nailed the Marjorie Taylor Greene description where she was just like yelling in her little white fur. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is the best joke for this is the best joke? Brent comedian says, whenever a woman gets kicked out of a comedy club just for laughing, yeah. she looks like this. It yeah. is just like, boo, what? I just, I'm participating. Fine, can't take a joke. Ooh. Like, just like, just the most perfect way to describe that moment. And I was searching for it and he found it. Nailed it. Uh, again, shouldn't you be embarrassed to? to yell at work like that <laughs> like, shouldn't right. you be like <laughs> right you should just you should just be like look we're not supposed to just fucking scream and yell and bring props to work like we yeah. like we have to just do the job we can go on the news or go in our office and put on their phones and scream into that but we can't scream at fuck you should be fired you'd get fired from a chipotle for behaving like that. yes he's doing <laughs> his job also you're interrupting the guy doing his goddamn job yeah, whether you agree with them or not, if the manager of Chipotle is like, guys, we got to charge extra for guac. And you're like, fuck you, groomer. <laughs> like, you should get fired. <laughs> yeah, they, she had props. Like, she had, she had the balloon. She, had, she, she wasn't yeah, allowed she really in with came. the balloon. Uh, uh, and that's, isn't that the problem with America? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. I've, I've just been appreciating the the chaos that is the nba trade deadline robin lopez uh nba player tweeted about the nets this is just like the time in muppets take manhattan when the muppets after unsuccessfully attempting to take manhattan split up and leave manhattan because yeah the nets had the big three Kyrie, kd and james harden and they all just it all fell apart they're all gone yeah shout out to nets fans <laughs> i feel like a lot of nets fans are like oh it's I guess I like the Knicks again. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> brutal. It is brutal. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Super producer Justin, is there a song you think people might enjoy? Yeah, before we started the recording, John was discussing a film called Sorcerer uh, that sounds crazy about some white 
uh, antics happening in the South American <laughs> jungle <white> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, white so antics. I uh, I think that's the description on yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it sounds IMDb. it sounds like a great time. So I'm gonna check this out actually uh, this weekend probably. But this kind of reminded me of of this track. It's called Della Move by Chronix. It really sounds like it belongs in a movie score somewhere. Maybe could have gone into this Black Panther film or whatever. But I, I like it in the sorcerer thing. So you can check this out, Della Move. I'm not quite sure what that means actually. Um, if someone who's familiar with the Jamaican patois and Zeit Gang can uh, let me know, find me at J Con the Smith J C O N T H E S M I T H on Instagram. Yeah, Della Move by Chronics. You can find that song in the footnotes. Yeah, we forgot to talk about Sorcerer, but people should go listen to the latest episode of the Action Boys podcast. That, and wh- that is- while we're on the subject, Tangerine Dream did the entire Sorcerer soundtrack. It's a pretty right. fucking bomb soundtrack as well. Yeah. Wow. I was Googling Tangerine Dream. Because wasn't this like their first project? Yeah, they just... For- uh, they just in, sent in over. Uh, they said they heard they, they uh, freaking gave them the premise of the movie, and they just sent over like <laughs> here's a theme, here's a comp- like a full score for the movie, and freaking put it in however he wanted. Pretty. All right, next rad. time you're on full sorcerer episode. <laughs> Finally, sorcerer. the true zeitgeist. <laughs> seventy seven movie. <laughs> seventy seven movie came out the same week as Star Wars, and no bit like made. $30,000. But it's a it's a cult classic and and proof that if if something isn't popular in the moment doesn't mean it's not important. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning back this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.